Yes, she did. She was there one night, and she was dancing, and then she brought her sister back the next night. She was five years older than her. How does Lillian Carter dance? Uh, she dances like everyone else in the studio. She dances uh, differently than the people we saw before. They dance freely with no partners and whoever they happen to bunk into. Is it true that you've turned away 1,400 people on a Saturday night? Sometimes more, sometimes even more than that. Uh, it just can't accommodate the amount of people at this point, very happily. What makes Studio 54 the incredible success it is? Well, it's, it's a theater, and it was a theater, and we have different drops, and environment changes, everything changes, and we're continually changing the environment. So it's more than just a, disc, a discotheque, like uh, it's really a nightclub and a place where people go to talk and see each other. Not everybody there is dancing. The stars of uh, the Saturday night type of movie are the dancers. Mm -hmm. Not so in the studio. Tell me, you've got all kinds of lighting effects? Yes. And uh, what else to add well, to heighten the atmosphere? We have, a, uh, we have neon drops. We have a volcano that explodes. We have snow that some of it you saw in my soup before. That was, snow? Was, it snows. <laughs> New York's been a heaven for you lately. Right, it snows. I, I don't even use it this last week for fear somebody might do something to me. What kind of celebrities do you get? Do they range? Uh, of course Liza comes. Of course Farrah Fawcett comes. But do you get the... Uh, Bankers, politicians, do you get, uh, uh, what, do you get unusual people? We get all very unusual people. We get a large spectrum of the population. I don't think there's any segment that hasn't been there from, for example, from the president's mother to artists who work downtown to theatrical people who are trying to make a living to Broadway dancers who really don't have any place to practice their dancing. So we let them in there while they're unemployed. Henry Kissinger has gotten in everywhere. Has he been there? No, he hasn't been there. We had Cary Grant the other night, and we had uh, uh, we had a lot of people who I hadn't met before. Yeah, he's he's, he's something. Over. Right, he really is a gentleman. He's fabulous. I'd like to look like that right now at this age, and I'm somewhat younger. He's he fabulous. he was fabulous, polite, courteous. He attracted more attention than uh, Farrah. Now, do you only admit celebrities? No, no, we admit everybody. Um, How do you choose? There are 1,400, 2,000 people out there. How many can get in? Well. We can let in 2,500. Right. And there were, you got 1,400 over that? Oh, 1,400 is a light night, really. 1,400, 1,500, 2,000. Um, we choose by people who want to have a good time, people who want to have fun, people who are light, very light. Well, how do you, you come out and you look at the line waiting? It's freezing cold. I went by the other night. It was 18 degrees above zero. There was a line all the way around the block. Right. What do you do? Case them? Talk to them, speak to them. We never had an incident inside, uh, which is unusual. And uh, we're very careful who we talk to. We're in a neighborhood where there are pickpockets. And there are uh, people who, there are hookers. There are everything. Hookers. What's a hook? No, never mind. <laughs> uh, well, what are your criteria for admitting someone? You really fun-loving. How can you tell that? Uh, you talk to somebody. If somebody grabs your arm tightly and has a tenseness to it, you know that stay away from those people. If people are there to pick up other single people, we don't let them in. It's not a pickup place. It's for people who are simply going there to have a lighthearted time. We don't want the East Side singles crowd or, or for that matter, any young singles crowd where if you're in there, somebody's going to come up there and try and pick you up or whatever. And we just don't want that. We want people who are just in there to have fun and not get heavy with each other. People come there to relax. Your favorite couples versus singles? We couples, gay people, you know, uh, uh, couples only because they, you know, if they stay together, it's fine. Do they do the hustle mainly? No, they don't dance at all like the people you saw here. 
Uh, they dance freestyle. Most of them have other things to do all day, and they can't practice dancing like these people can and do some of the things that uh, these Are people do. Are they touch dancing? Are they no, they're not, square no, dancing? No, completely free. free. Uh, you never see it. Maybe once in a while you see a touch. The touch dancing, I think, is really on the way uh, out. Well, Just I'm like mirrored balls. I'm sorry you said that. Really? Because I'm touch dancing a little bit these days. Oh. Uh, I understand it cost you a fortune to get that Studio 54 ready. It took a lot of time. It used to be an old theater. I lived in it for seven weeks, slept. My partner, uh, he was a former attorney, then Ian Traeger, and he, him and I slept there for seven weeks, seven nights. We had sleeping bags, and we just used to listen to music all night. We just worked till we, we passed out. Do you have 30,000 man-hours of labor involved? Oh, more than that, more than that. How many feet of mirror do you have there? We don't have mu that much mirror. We really, we had that back area where there's a mirror, but we, we don't encourage people looking at each other and seeing each other. All the mirrors are black mirror, so you really can't see each other. What would an average tab be for a couple that came there the evening? It costs $10 to get in. Mm -hmm. It costs $10 to get in, and drinks are uh, relatively low price for the type of places. They're $2.50, uh, $1.75, and a dollar for a Coke. You're selling a lot of white wine? A lot of white wine, light drinks. We don't sell a lot of alcohol. We really don't sell a ton of alcohol. First of all, it's a very late night phenomenon. We're open very late, and uh, people come there. There are a lot of them already high, and uh, already high whiskey wise. On, on whatever, I don't know. Okay. You know, they're just they're just high. You know, they've just already been out all over the city, and they're just there to have a good time. And uh, I don't care as long as they have a good time and don't hurt anybody. Have you ever smelled this faint aroma of uh, marijuana drifting through the place? Never. Don't be silly. <laughs> no. <laughs> and of course, anybody who's had any other kind of drug, you would detect them and eject them at once. Uh, right away. Right. So that place would be pretty empty a lot of the time. Um, do celebrities come to gawk at other celebrities? I guess they do, don't they? They do, and they really, like on any given night, you don't find that many, many celebrities. You'll find whoever's in town, and uh, they really like to go up in the balcony and watch the people dance more than anything else. Uh, a person like Mick Jagger, when he runs in, he runs up to the balcony, and he just sits there the whole night, and he'll lay back, and he'll just watch everybody dancing. It's a, it's a theater, and everybody feels the inspiration. We have lights coming down at, from all different places, and uh, the people really, really want to uh, just it's just the opposite of a regular theater. In other words, the celebrities sort of lay back and stay quiet. And the, um, I mean, you, ha you have your Bianca Jaggers who just love to dance and who go out in the middle of the dance floor and love to be crawled around and will grab the bartender from behind the bar and dance with him. And just about everything you can imagine goes on. She sounds like a barrel of fun. Uh, she, re she really is a, a lot of people. Grabbing the bartender. And just having fun and just. While her husband is up in the balcony laying back. No, while her husband is in <laughs> London or Paris. <laughs> oh, I thought he was in the balcony, you said laying that, back. That's on different nights. Different nights. Yeah. I see. What kind of music are you playing? Uh, we're playing basically uh, a l little more advanced music, a little newer music. What would that be? Can you describe it? Uh, well, it isn't a description. It's disco music, but it's disco music where in the boroughs and in Long Island, they'll be playing stuff that's already hitting the radios. When something hits the radio, we're not playing it anymore. Mm -hmm. Are you are you on records, everything? Right, everything is on records. We have a DJ. We have three light men. They're all theatrical people, more than disco people. They're, um, they, they're, they've been in the theater. They work in the theater. We have drops coming down and... Uh, we disco people tend to be a little unreliable, the people who work in discotheques. I feel much safer with theatrical people. 
One of your most famous special effects is the man in the moon sniffing coke. Oh, no, he's not sniffing coke. What happened is... He is uh, <laughs> sniffing talcum powder. Right. Well, what happens is the moon comes down and then the spoon comes down and the spoon lights up and the snow, we have snow coming down from the sky, comes right down on the people. And uh, they, you know, it's snowing all over the place and the effect is... It's sort of like an Edgar Guest Comes no, and then we have all different effects where people come, right, it is that, and we have all different effects where people come to have a, uh, to be in touch. We have contact things, we have drops that come down, chimes, where people climb up them, and we have... Uh, climb on the chimes? Right, we have these big, like you have in gym, high school gyms, only right. we've made them soft, and I got the idea from Boston, uh display in one of the department stores about towels, they're all different colors, and they beam off the lights of different colors, and... Uh, and you're there every night. Oh, I'm there. I don't miss a night. No. You're circulating. Right. I'm at the door uh, for the good first three, four hours at night, and then I go inside. And you're kind of uh, casing the line, deciding who gets in, who doesn't. Once in, have you been wrong? Have you had some tough people come? No, we never had trouble? an incident in the place, but if I, I think I make a mistake. I go right up to them and offer their money back. I don't, I don't let it pass. In other words, if I think I made a mistake and I see, see one of the people in there who I feel doesn't belong, who's bothering somebody, who's talking to somebody's girlfriend, who's asking somebody for an autograph or something like that, you just immediately ask them to leave. You have some gentleman taller than you who handles such matters? Anybody is taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. Steve, I understand that you have a membership. People are members of Studio 54. Right. They, they're cardholders. There's a lot of controversy about that because a lot, I turn away cardholders very often. If they come, if they come in and if they're high when they're walking in, or if they come in and they're pushy when they come in, no different. The cardholder really is a, um, he pays a reduced rate, that's all. It gives them no more right than anybody else who's on the street. A cardholder means what, then? A uh, cardholder. How much does he pay for the card? $150. Right. That entitles him to what? Not get in? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> he gets a, uh, he gets a reduced rate of, uh, he only pays $7 at the door. And uh, he gets invited to special uh, events that occur there. We had one Monday night. Matter of fact, your new series, the uh, People series, was filming there. And it's uh, Farrah Fawcett, that Farrah Fawcett party. They're promoting uh, Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, who was at that party? Because that was kind of a uh, knockout. Very unusual people, from Cary Grant to the board of directors of Fabergé. People have never been to discotheques in the world, and they just had a real, real fabulous time. And they, it was a Monday night, there was about 16 inches of snow on the ground, and we were expecting no one, a thousand people showed up. Now, what, ha what happens to the people who don't get in in a 20-foot, in a 20-inch snowstorm? Well, I, they must be pretty mad. I got punched a couple of times. People, one fellow walked up to me one time and said, what is going to make you, I said to him, what is going to make you happy? You just can't, you won't be able to get in tonight. He said, well, I'd like to punch you. So I said, okay, go ahead, punch me. So the guy walks up and he just punched me. I said, now do you feel better? He said, no. I said, what will make you happy? He said, punch you again. I said, go ahead, punch me again. <laughs> and he flattened me. <laughs> but so we have all kinds Wouldn't of it have been easier to let him in? No, because he would have punched someone inside, probably. I see. You know, that really, what we're trying to do at the door is make it, you know, okay for, we don't care about people's finances or what they do for a living or anything like that. We just want people to be able to come in there and have a good time and not be concerned that something can happen around them. You know, you have, you know, 2,000 people in the room and controlling them is very difficult. Very difficult. How much of a staff do you have to do that? Uh, How many people work there? 150. 
That's a big table. Right, and they're all theatrical people, so it's uh, uh, very, very difficult. We have drops that come down, like just like a regular theater, and those people are back there. And we have a lot, large, large cleanup crew. And the bars is where we have like ten bartenders on the. You're going to make a movie, though. Yeah, we're doing a film. I something that I wanted to get into, and then, uh, my partner Ian also wanted to get into. We wanted to produce a film, and uh, we're using the avenue of the studio because. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it portrays disco much more realistically than Saturday Night Fever does, uh, and uh, we hope to do it in a, a, like at a higher. Just you know what goes on in the studio and what is today. Saturday Night Fever is a little what was two or three years ago, and it was a little dated. I want to ask you this: um, the disco or any favorite spot of the in group of the elite of the chic of the jet set, um, it, they tend to get weary of it. It has a fad, and then it fades. What do you think about that truth in relationship to Studio 54? Well, we've been open about a year. It'll be close to a year. We're hotter now than ever. Mm -hmm. In other words, there are more people wanting to get in. So uh, I don't know if we're that close to... Um, I mean, I'm aware of anything in show business or theater or anything has a limited life. Chorus line is fabulous, but it's not going to be around forever. And uh, right now, we're very, very hot. Say if there were... We had a 100-day life. We're still at the very beginning of our life. We're in the childhood. Just being able to open up to other markets. And Are you going to franchise Studio 54? Will there be one in Chicago and Los Angeles? And no. And, uh, no, we're not well, building one in London. because, And I am a one-project person. And so is Ian. And uh, we, uh, I can only do one thing well at a time, I think. I mean, I just can't see doing uh, a lot of things to do a lot of things. And uh, we're all building one in London, right across from the Palace. I hope the Queen will be pleased. But <laughs> she'll love it. Those <laughs> crowds, that sound. Right, and uh, it's an old theater. It's a great. Very happier than anything since Princess Margaret got married. Right, and it, it, it's an old. I'm afraid to go there for the reaction, but uh, it's an old theater, and it's just a great old theater. And I like working with the old theaters. Ian loves working with the old theaters. And we're just going to build it completely different than the Studio 54 in New York. It's to be just, uh, the only semblance will be it'll be in the theater and the people will be the show. Last question. How long do you think the discotheque craze itself will last in this country? Well, the discos have been going on. They really never died since Arthur really began the whole thing in the early 60s. They've been going on in different, different ways and different fashions. They were very low-key and very underground for a while because they, are, they were called juice bars. And um, they were... They were very profitable, and uh, they went well on. They had it was Le Jardin uh, at one point after this. Then it was Infinity as a hot one. And now it's studio uh, regimes for a different type of people. You know, I'd say they're much more serious and not as fun loving. And right now, it's it hasn't even begun to peak. It's a tremendous growth industry just as a business. It's fascinating just to look at it from the point of view of being a business. It, uh, magazines like Business Week and Forbes are first taking note of it as a business. Listen, a recent guest accused me of being an Eastern elitist. Uh, I've never been to Studio 54, true? Right. Okay, I'm coming. I just want to establish that I'm not an Eastern elitist. No, and one of the few, really, because right. most... Thank you for that compliment. Uh, <laughs> you'll be seeing me very soon. Thanks very much, Steve. Okay. We'll be back.